0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season four of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are a convert, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can, and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your combat friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So, from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Welcome back to Combat Central. So, alhamdulillah, right now we are in the mid of our Ramadan series. It's currently the first week of Ramadan. And, uh, alhamdulillah, we have already featured some of the guest speakers on our first, my first Ramadan series, where we talk about the first Ramadan experiences of many people in our community. And for those who are wondering why we are doing this series, it's because we understand Ramadan can be a you know pretty daunting time for those who are starting to fast for the first time. Beyond just fasting from Subo to Maghrib, which is from uh, dawn to dusk, we are also met with a lot of different, you know, new challenges as such. Something like Tarawe, we also have to learn certain do'as. And, you know, everyone around us seems like they they have it going, you know, sometimes when we are first starting to fast. Uh, But, you know, don't forget that everyone also started somewhere. So in this series itself, we wanted to catch the starting points of different people in our communities. And today with us, we have Ustaz Shakir. Alhamdulillah. Uh, So let's just give a short introduction of uh, Ustaz here today. So Ustaz Shakir, uh, before he... When uh, before he got involved with Masjid Grufan, he graduated from Yarmouk University, uh, which is in Jordan, with a specialization in Islamic jurisprudence. So this episode is in collaboration with Grufan News, uh, where we actually get a few of their members to come and share. So so far we have since Lydia. Uh, who shared her Ikhraq reflections. Uh, today, Ustaz Shakir is going to share his first Ramadan experience. And later on in the month of Ramadan, maybe in the, I think in the third week of Ramadan, we, we have another of our members from uh, Gruffan Youth see uh, Shaika to share about her first Ramadan experience. So uh, before we jump into his first Ramadan experience, maybe I'll let us to, you know, talk a little bit about Gruffan Youth and some of their programs they have lined up for the month of Ramadan.
1: Thank you so much Ziddiq and thank you so much Convent Central for inviting me uh, to this podcast. Okay, inshallah. Uh, let me just share about uh, what I am doing and what I have been planning for Gufran or for the youths in general. Okay, so I am Muhammad Shakir, You can call me Ista Shakir. I am 25 this year and I graduated from Yarmouk University in Jordan. Okay, so currently I am the YDO, also known as Youth Development Officer at Masjid Darugufran. So for our Darugufran or for Youth at Gufran, right, we have a few plans or ataupun a few things that is lining up for our Ramadan. Okay, so our highlight of this year or for Ramadan is a night of worship. Okay, so that is happening, will be happening on the last 10 days of Ramadan. Aside from that, we, all, we are also helping with the Grand Amal. Okay, that will be uh, in collaboration with uh, MIG Hub, My Inspiring Journey. Uh, with, uh, for us, will be um, campaigning and also seeking uh, donations from the public to give iftar uh, towards other needy. Uh, especially our zakat beneficiaries. For those out there listening to this, um, it might it might be late lah because the campaign started in February. But don't worry, inshallah, your prayers will be sufficient for them as, they, uh, as we approach or as we enter through Ramadan. Okay? Uh, aside from that, I am also planning, or the youth at GoFran are also planning to do Tadarus or what it is called as uh, One D, One Juice One D, One Juice. So my hope and my plans for the youth is that I know kataming the Quran or even uh, finishing the the Quran throughout the whole month might be an uphill task. So instead of doing it alone, let's do it together Uh, let's do it together because I believe in the power of youth where we can uh, get together and let's cut them the Quran together
0: Alhamdulillah and uh, you know, we, we pray that these initiatives are successful thank you Ustaz for sharing uh, inshallah if you guys are interested in any of their initiatives feel free to check them out on Instagram inshallah on the uh, bio as well as our poster on Instagram you can, uh, we will be linking their Instagram profile as well inshallah so now I'll pass my time to Dini who will be asking Ustaz Shakir about uh, his first Ramana experience
2: Assalamualaikum Ustaz. It's so nice to see you in a different setting. Usually we meet and um, talk at the masjid. So this is very nice to see you in a new environment. Um, how are you Ustaz? I am
1: okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
2: Okay, tak okay. Tetap Alhamdulillah. 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 So today we're going to talk a little bit about our Ramadan experiences, right Ustaz? So Ustaz, do you remember when you decided to begin fasting the entire month of Ramadan?
1: Okay, thank you so much, Adini.
2: A very, very interesting
1: question. Uh, okay, for me, right, I was born a Muslim, okay? Uh, my parents are Muslim and I was Muslim since birth. So, Alhamdulillah, I had an Islamic upbringing where my family or even my mom, my mom was, she was very, very um, spiritually connected, lah, I would say. Okay, so I started fasting. Um, I think I started fasting when I was five. When I was five, as young as five. Uh, back then, that was where I started my kindergarten with Dario So me, me going to Dario and now being back with Dario right? Uh, it has gone full circle for me. But I started my I started my fasting journey, uh, when I was February five. When I was five, that was a, a very, very long, long time ago.
2: Hmm.
1: But to be honest, right? Uh, when I was five, or even as I, I, I as I grew older, uh, after kindergarten, I went to a madrasa. Right? I went to Madrasa Al Janet, and over there, uh, a madrasa is a religious school, A religious school where I, at the same time, I also learned about Arabic subjects. Uh, so I learned about Arabic, I learned about Islam, I learned about fake, I learned about Sirah over there. So it was a very, it was an Islamic school, a religious school. Uh, so over there, um, of course my teachers and my family or my friends, all of them or most of them were fasting. So uh, the environment when I was in primary or even secondary was, it was weird for me to not fast. But to be honest when I started to take Ramadan seriously when I was maybe sec one maybe when I was in SAC one uh, before this I, I I did fast but prior to that it was just uh, <laughs> I, 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 I I did not I did not fast the whole day there are some days where I did not fast the whole day you know uh, uh, so I, I started fasting properly uh the whole 30 days when I was in um primary six, sec one. Yeah, that was when I started fasting.
2: So you mentioned you started fasting in primary six and sec one, right? SubhanAllah. Um like actually you start, I wanted to ask like um because when I was growing up, I was fasting in like a secular school, so my challenges are probably quite different from yours in that sense. Um, so for you, you were growing up in a madrasa, uh, you know, like you said, everybody around you were fasting. Um, despite that, right? Like I'm sure you faced your own sets of challenges. Um, what were some of the challenges that you faced fasting while you're growing up in a madrasa?
1: I honestly, I have, I never thought much about this. Uh, because to me, right, uh, as I grew older, uh, as I as I came to realize, my or uh, our surroundings, they really really plays a part. Mm. So for me, my surroundings were pretty much uh, they were fasting like They were fasting. Okay. Uh, the the challenge is where I started uh, because I, as boys, right. Irregardless uh, of whether I fast or not, I will still continue to play futsal. I will still continue to play soccer. Uh, so the, uh, or the challenge would start when I am no longer with my friends or where I am going back home alone and I am very, very, uh, or, my, or my, my throat is very, very parched. Uh, so that, that is the challenge where I am no longer with my friends, I am no longer with my circle. And I am not around my parents. My parents are not around to to supervise me. So, uh, that is the challenge uh, when I am with the public and I see a lot of people drinking, uh, especially Bandung. For some reason, uh, Bandung (laughs) looks really, really, really nice or really, really good when uh, during the fasting month. I'm not too sure why. Mm, Tapi, uh, my challenge is uh, maybe I was naughty. I was naughty (laughs) because I, instead of uh, relaxing, I continued to play soccer. Mm. To me, like, uh, fasting was was a challenge uh, as I wanted to continue my daily routine. I wanted to continue my daily routine of playing. Uh, even my circle of friends, they played. Uh, they played. So uh, to them, it was okay. Uh, sometimes it was okay. But there are days where uh, I actually forgot To do my sahur or I woke up late for my sahur. Uh, So this is the days where um, I'll be super tired, I'll be lethargic. And yet I would still go and play. Uh, So my my school ends at around 3 p.m., right? And then I'll play all the way until 5 p.m. So I still have two two hours more to (laughs) endure, to endure my test. So yeah, that that was my challenge. When I uh, my my coping or keeping up with my daily routine,
2: I think when I start, like what's very interesting is as a child, and I I'm I'm sure this is for a lot of people as well. Like you kind of just like want to have fun. Like you go to school, you just. <laughs> You just want to have fun And even for me as a child Like you know you have to fast Like like you said Like you know This is something That your family told you to do But maybe that understanding And appreciation of the month of Ramadan Like the fast itself wasn't there Which is why like um, At that age It was just like Not eating and drinking And honestly like for me um, There were days where like Huh? I cannot lie, I cannot. I'm I'm too thirsty and I'm too hungry, and like, I'm a child and I need to eat and drink, right, subhanAllah. Um, so I think the challenge wasn't so much like abstaining from food and drinks at that age, um, as it was just like, I'm um, trying to understand why we need to do these things, right? We were so, we were so young, subhanAllah. Um, you mentioned that you face a couple of challenges, like growing up as a student, having to balance like you wanting to play futsal, but also like having to fast, right? Um, so how did you get past these challenges?
1: Well, uh, for me, right, I would regularly go to uh, the sink and tell my mom that I am taking the wudu. <laughs> You know, uh, you know there's that, the part where we, uh, komo komo, where we uh, gaga, right? We gaga. So as, as, as a child, I would regularly go and take the wudu, just so that I am able to gargle and maybe, maybe drink a little bit of water. <laughs> that was me when I was maybe slightly, I think when I was February one, family two, right? Because I, I was running around, and then I was thirsty, but I had no other option. So I just told my mom I wanted to take my wudu. <laughs> so that was my experience. Lah. Um, but as I grew older, right? I think maybe when I was six two, I actually started to build tolerance. I started to build tolerance. Um, playing was fine. Um. So what I did was, I sort of knew my limits. I knew my limits. I I still continue to play. uh, But there were uh, limits to how much I could play. Uh, Maybe instead of running, I was jogging. Uh, I would would be less strenuous. That was one of the ways in which I cooked. The The other thing was, I started to realize that fasting was not, only not only eating or drinking, it was so much more than that. Uh, that was when I was maybe sexy. So when I was sex, right I was facing a lot of emotional stress. Firstly, uh, it was uh, it was streaming year, it was a streaming year, so I had a lot of subjects, I took AMS. I took a lot of subjects and at the same time, I was thinking of pursuing poly, um, but my parents, they were opposed to that because to them, uh, I was the only child which, managed, which actually got into a madrasah. So they wanted uh, me to become a new son. But to me, uh, at that point, I, I actually wanted to, to go to poly lah. So I was facing a lot, a lot of stress or oh, emotionally, I was very, very down. So uh, one day, right, it was during a Friday, uh, during the Ramadan, uh, I was very, very down. So I went to Masjid Sultan alone, right? Usually I, I, I would go there with friends and we would hang out at level two. But today I was feeling um, very, very down. So I instead of going to hang out or pray with my friends, I was on the ground level. So I was facing, uh, I, I had a clear view of the khatib. I had a clear view of uh, the mimbar or even the mihrab. So uh, one thing that really, really affected me was actually uh, this verse, okay? So this verse where uh, the imam, uh, he was prayed, right? He was prayed uh at that point of time kan, that that verse really uh, resonated with me so there, it was actually the last uh it, it, the, the verse was talking about Ramadan the verse was talking about Ramadan where uh if i am not wrong it was uh one eight five and one eight six of surah al-baqarah <speaking in Hebrew> Okay, Uh, for those of you, uh, or for the benefit of everyone, right? Um, The translation is, when my servant asks you, O Prophet, about me, I am truly near. I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me. Perhaps they will be guided to the right way. Okay, so for me, uh, when I when I heard when I heard this, right, when I heard this, I cried. I cried because uh, at that point, right, at that point, I did not ask help from Allah. I told my mom about my wishes and then I told my dad, I told my friends, but the one person which was um close to me, I did not I did not seek help from him. When, I, when that verse was playing or re- being recited, I, I cried. Why why did not why did I not thought of asking Allah? Maybe He knows the best. I cried. I cried. That, uh, until, until now, um, if you were to ask me, that that verse is very very important, important or emotionally <laughs> emotionally um attached to me. Because it was a point of time in which I I I sort of appreciated Ramadan. I appreciated Ramadan because it, it, it was very, very soothing for me.
0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. Um, <laughs> this is such a beautiful story. Uh, I would just like to uh, get to your first point first. Um that you know the challenge of maintaining your lifestyle in Ramadan, right? Um, indeed like the challenge of Ramadan especially for us uh, nowadays you know we're students in school we are adults in our workplaces right is that perhaps Ramadan itself when we're fasting uh, on on a normal day with nothing going on it might not be as challenging as Ramadan uh, when we are you know we have to go to work we have to go to study we have to study for examinations but truly the beauty of Ramadan is that you know despite all of these challenges right we still continue fasting we still try to enrich our fast with salawat. We still try to enrich our fast with the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And 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 you're right, you know, like um the the value of a fast, the the value of the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. When someone is busy, it's much more valuable, much more praiseworthy than someone who is made easy to remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So so that's that. Uh, when we remember that, indeed, you know. We, we get more motivated, we get more inspired to to do the same and to strive even more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, the second point in which uh, you mentioned your story about uh, going to the masjid and all, and the the the, the verses in, in Surah Baqarah is indeed the verses of Ramadan, subhanallah. And um, this is such a um, beautiful verse that is close to all the hearts of the believers, right? Especially in the month of Ramadan. And I think as, as your experience uh, would you know, probably coincide with many of us where in the month of Ramadan we are we are, we are then called to respond to Allah, right? And and how do we respond to Allah is that Allah is talking to us through the Quran. These are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not just to the Prophet, sallam, but to all of us, you know, from, from the day it was revealed to the Prophet sallam, to the end of this. And this is how we respond to him. So we call to Allah with our supplications. We say, Ya Allah, please, please listen to me, right? And Allah in indeed Allah you know listens to those who praise him, right? And how then do we respond to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We read the Quran, we internalize the meaning of the Quran. And even in that verse, you know, I think the language used when it says uh, supplicate to me, right? Uh, the language used means just only one supplication. That means for the for the entirety of our lives, you know, if 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 we are not people that have been turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we forget Allah, but just one time we ask Allah, He will respond to us. Just one time in our, in our lives, subhanAllah. Look at the mercy that Allah has given us you know uh, you know at times we you know if, if I have, we have friends who, where you know the, uh, the whole lives our whole lives they have been you know disregarding us disobeying us or we have children who are disobeying us even our own children and that, and, and one time after maybe 10 years they, they say okay we need help how will we react to them we would say you know after 10 years you, you you're asking for me to help we have so many barriers to help them but between us and Allah he says even that one time when you ask I will respond to you Right. And then in the next, uh, subsequently in the in the same verse he says, then respond respond to me if, with obedience. Right. So how can we deny, you know, his right to be to be responded to, you know, to, to be loved by us by reciting his beautiful book in the Quran, uh, in the month of Ramadan as well. So um, subhanallah, you know, th- that that story really it's it, it when you when you say, you know, our, our hearts tremble as well, I'm sure myself and Dini, we, we feel so we feel like, you know, um we have a different appreciation for the month of Ramadan and it brings itself so many miracles. Um, earlier on in the series, we were just interviewing Ustazah Hidayah and she, she really gave the same, same sentiments, I guess, the wisdom of your uh, Asatiza are just on a different level that if you every pass, passing Ramadan, the, the reflections and the wisdom that you guys attain is so much more different than ours, you know. SubhanAllah. So thank you so much for sharing your your, your challenges and also allowing us to discuss the beauty of Ramadan on a different level. Um. Right now, I think I'll pass my time to Dini to ask the next question, which is the advice that we can give, or you know, for some of the listeners before we end off the podcast, inshallah. Uh,
2: thank you so much for that sharing. I think, like, um, I think one takeaway that I just have to say: sometimes we we really forget that Allah is taking care of us, and but He doesn't forget us, right? Like, I think this kind of stories, like where you know you. Um, get reminders from Allah, uh, reminders that just go straight to your heart and answers like everything that you were seeking without you even asking, SubhanAllah. Like, these kind of stories really pull at the heartstrings, and that was about your experience, and I think that's very beautiful. And I sincerely hope that, like, everyone gets to have, um, and I'm sure we will have many, SubhanAllah, because Allah is so generous, right? But I hope that everyone will have um, such experiences too, as well, Inshallah. Right, so that being said, Usta, can I just invite you to share one advice uh, to give uh, some of our listeners who might be um, fasting for the first time this coming Ramadan, inshallah?
1: Um, for those of you who are experiencing or might be experiencing your first Ramadan, or even to those of you who are experiencing Ramadan for many times, right? I'm pretty sure, even for me, right? All of us, we have our set of challenges. Okay uh, But one thing to take note Is that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has said in the Quran illa Okay And at the same time Right Allah has said in Or the Prophet has said in Hadith Qudsi Right Allah the exalted said I am as my seven things of me And I am with him Wherever he invokes me Yaqulullahu ta'ala Anna inda abdi Wa anamahu da'ani Okay So those of you who think that fasting or uh, the act of fasting might be burdensome or might be too uh, too heavy for some of you, right? Think of this as a way of getting your pahala, a way of getting or removing your sins, okay? Because we will be charged for every single thing regardless of uh, how heavy or how light, okay? So at the same time, at the same time, um in the hadith, right, uh, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, right, in paradise there are eight gates. Okay, so this gate, In paradise, there are eight gates, among which is a gate called Araya, which only those who fast will enter. Okay. Of course, uh, fasting is no easy feat, but uh, to be given a specific gate for you to enter to paradise, that in itself is partly or is the reason why fasting is such a difficult task. Because imagine, right, on the day of judgment, right, uh, yes, of course, all of us will be judged. And inshallah, inshallah, everyone here and everyone listening to this. I hope to see you in heaven, inshallah. But imagine, uh, only there are only some of us who are be who are given the honor of having a special gate for us just to enter through heaven. This gate is called Ar-Rayyan. So for those of you who might who might be facing trouble or who might be thinking, hey, uh, fasting is no easy feat. Yes, it is not. Right? I would agree. Fasting is no easy fate. but think of um the rewards that you might be getting because the heavier your challenge, the heavier as well, uh, the bigger your rewards are.
0: Alhamdulillah, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, you you know some advice for our you know uh, converts who are fasting their first Ramadan. Uh, and, and also, you know, indeed, I think uh, it was also a narration that uh, you said that the one who fasts has, has two joys, right? The first joy is that when he breaks his fast, and the second joy is on a day of judgment, his, his deeds are revealed to him. So, subhanAllah, uh, may we be, you know, uh, motivated by our strife this Ramadan to make fasting a consistent ibadah for us for the rest of our lives. And as as mentioned, you know, um, when we are able to continue performing an, a certain act of ibadah, uh, you know, from whenever we started to the, to the day we die, that is a sign of acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has allowed for us to practice this ibadah consistently to the day we die. SubhanAllah. So, uh, thank you Ustaz for your valuable advice. And I think lastly, before we end the podcast, right, I'd just like to ask the personal question. Um, for yourself, you know, um, this Ramadan, what is one sunnah that you'd like to adopt? So hopefully, you know, when this episode comes out, you'll be able to listen to it again, check yourself to see, you know, whether you've really hit the goal uh, and also motivate yourself towards the end of Ramadan as well.
1: To answer that that question, right, Uh, remember earlier this podcast, I told you there have been instances where I actually forgot to wake up for my sahur or even I woke up very, very late for my sahur. Mm. So, so, as I was, um, oh, I, I came across, uh, I came across a hadith where the Prophet wasallam said, "Tasaharu fa'in nafis sahur barakah. Eat sahur, eat suhur, for in suhur there is a blessing. Okay. So, one thing I would really, really do, would like to do for myself, or even advice to all of you is to do your sahur. I know waking up for sahur might not be easy right it is very very it is in the wee hours tapi remember uh, the barakah that we have right Uh, it is unimaginable it is not only about eating it is not only about having something to fill in your stomach Um, but it is the act in itself in which Allah values it very very highly Okay, the act of having your sahur uh, because that is the Prophet's way and we as Muslim right, should, should follow the Prophet's footsteps
0: and indeed uh, this is 100% correct that uh, in the month of Ramadan this is the way to show for us to show how much barakah we want you know uh, based, based on the acts of worship that we do and Ramadan is indeed the best time for us to get as many you know acts of worship done as much as possible because essentially the mercy of Allah descends on, on us in the month of Ramadan in, in the greatest of quantities Alhamdulillah so with this thank you so much for, stars for coming up on our podcast sharing your experiences your wisdom and for us to you know really really get your wisdom so that we can share it with our brothers and sisters who are listening on this podcast Normally, we will end with Tasbih Khafar and Swat Asr, but today I would like to humbly request for you to help us to end our session by helping us to recite Tasbih Khafar and Swat Asr. Bismillah. <laughs>
1: So thank you very much everyone uh, Thank you very much uh, Converse Central for the opportunity I really, really am humbled to be in the presence of uh, each and every one of you Thank you so much Ziddiq
0: Thank you so much to the team. Entirely our pleasure, and we hope to see you back soon, inshallah, and see all of you guys if you guys are signing up for our night of worship at Darul Quran, inshallah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.